next match was Christian Cage and the Jurassic Express Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus again, defeating, going over on the Super Click. Falls Count Anywhere Falls match, which count. apparently you're supposed to wear jeans for. I didn't wear this. Yeah. I wasn't aware that the dress code is jeans only. <laughs> well, I think it was just like the it was the the boot camp match, and Pat Patterson established that anytime you're in a kind of match like that, I'm coming out in jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> but I. And this is the one where everyone's like, this is going to be the car crash match. This is going to be the referee. They, they might have, they have to call this a no DQ, but they didn't, but they should have. Yeah. Uh, I, I still feel like Christian Cage is an interesting injection here into the Jurassic Express. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's just like, what, what made him like you, you saw it made sense where Sting kind of gravitated to Darby, but why did Cage gravitate to the Jurassic Express? They seem to be hanging a lot. And, you know, and you have number three in the pillars of AEW is Jungle Boy. Yeah. I think because <laughs> this is – Jungle Boy is just sort of – he was raised in the in the jungle. Yeah, he was. <laughs> so he needs someone to help him, you know, acclimate to wrestling society. Yeah. You so, see what I'm saying? He grew up with a dinosaur. He was a boy who grew up with a dinosaur <laughs> alone in the jungle. Okay? Then he found wrestling – just – you know what I mean? Like uh, what was that movie where the – the guy in the tribe was awesome at basketball, and they brought him to the U.S. Oh, anyway, yeah. that's Jungle Boy, but with pro wrestling. And they found but him with- in the jungle, living with a dinosaur and a dwarf, and they brought him over to AEW. But now he needs someone to He help needs him a cage. Civilize. Yeah, maybe Christian Cage should get the... Uh- you know, the tan suit with the circle hat and then the monocle. The puffy pants yeah, and the, the, whip, the whip. Yeah, exactly. With the, the long handle. To control it. But he's, you know, he's still, he did a pretty uh, risky spot, right? He went to the top. Yeah, that was good. Searched out his peeps and went in. But we knew these guys were going to pull out all the stops, you know. And Jungle Boy is starting to become a jungle man because he didn't shave. Not shaving. Yeah. Wearing, I think long, the, wearing long pants. Is, is that what you said? Are they turning him heel? Because that's like. Turn heel 101, grow a beard. Grow a beard, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Like, there were some weird things going on. Whatever was going on with uh, Cage and Jungle Boy with the chair, Jungle Boy at first did not want to use the chair to take out Adam Page. Yeah. And then uh, by the end of the match, he's like, uh, Christian Cage was going to take down, who was it, Matt Jackson? Um, with the chair, Jungle Boy says, no, let me do it. Yeah, no, I think this was. This uh, one's mine. Yeah, this was Cage, I think, trying to help him find his killer instinct, yeah. right? And maybe that's what they're saying because he's just he's smiling too much and yeah. maybe he needs to do his killer instinct. Can I just put this out there? Turn him heel. That would be kind of fun. Oh, man. See, that's because I was thinking that with Darby, but I was just like, I feel like, is Jungle Boy ready to be a heel? I mean, where's he? they're not going to give him um, – did he have the TBS title? No. He hasn't had it. No, he has not had that belt, which I we, think... We could do a whole podcast on that belt. I have thoughts on that. But um, is he going to go after the TBL, TBS belt? No, I don't think he's going to be in the main event scene soon. But a heel jungle boy with a badass luchasaurus oh, man. Uh, heater, I think that would be kind of cool. I'm not against it. And I think eventually it would be nice to see him. I, again, how's his merch moving? Because right, he's just like, I can't be a heel because I don't want to... I want to keep moving my merch. Yeah. So maybe that's what's deciding it. But Luchasaurus, man, did you see? I don't. I tweeted this, but I didn't know if you saw it live. The shooting star press off the stage. He's a big dude. Yeah. And he's a Knicks fan. Shout out Knicks Nation. Mm-hmm. But like, he even had the Knicks colors on his trunks. But like, to do that guy doing a, a shooting star off the stage. Yeah. He's a fantastic athlete, man. Yeah. He's got a unique style out there. He's not 
uh, I don't say this in an insulting way. He doesn't really wrestle, right? He's got the big kicks. He's got the big power spots. Yeah. You know what I mean? Choke slams and whatnot. But he's got a, he's got a, just a unique way that he does his uh, his work out there. He's a very unique person. I, yeah. I, I love the Jurassic. They're they're I'm sure they got a huge pop and they got oh yeah the, they song, the, 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 the sing along yeah. As soon as that hit, the whole crowd's moving. That's what worries about turning in heel, right? It's just like too soon because that that sing along still seems to be going pretty strong. Yeah, that's true. So, but but I, I mean, I eventually think, we are going to have to. Jungle Boy is going to have to become a jungle man and be, be heel. Right. I think it's a, when you pull the trigger on that is the question. And maybe it's a another year and he's like, I'm tired of not having a belt. And now he's going to make a run for the belt. Yeah. So I, it's going to be great to see that happen. I need to cut a promo on the TBS belt for a second. Yeah. I think that. Wait, TBS belt is the girl I'm one. sorry, the TNT, TNT, the TNT, yeah, TNT, TNT belt. Yeah. TMT belt. Um, I, you know, I think, like, again, AW short on belts. They don't have a lot going on. Um. I I don't I don't I'm not sure that I like where the belt is sitting right now. I love Sammy Guevara. He's awesome. Yeah. I'd love to see him work, but I feel like the TB the TNT belt has sort of disappeared. Well, definitely now that he's got into the minutes uh part back into the inner circle, it disappeared. But uh jumping ahead, you know, they signed Jay Lethal from right. Ring of Honor. Yeah. And they immediately challenged him for the belt. So I feel like that was their way of like, we gotta bring this belt back. Because this belt should never be buried. That's one of WWE's faux pas. They buried the U.S. belt, you know, when like when Dean Ambrose carried it for like over a year and everyone forgot he even had it. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, the Intercontinental, you can't tie these belts up with people who are going to be in like multiple man matches like this. I yeah. understand why they did it tonight. You know, it made sense for this to do. But I think I think they knew that, too. And that's why they immediately the same night brought Sammy out to say we're you're defending this belt because so, Sammy is right I guess of the pillars to me the pillars are MJF Darby Allen Jungle Boy and Sammy Guevara those are the AEW guys that are the four pillars of they were there from the beginning and I and I and I, I'm not including Adam Page because I think it was very clear that you know him being part of the elite that they were already somewhat established versus those four guys yeah I, yeah I see that Sammy Guevara was a local guy here. We, he would wrestle here in town all the time. Oh, yeah. A few years ago. Yeah. So it, it's it's great to see it. Uh, and I feel like the super click, you know, give them, you know, Bucks and, you know, Adam Cole uh, were generous in this. They 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 were complete. There was obviously it was a car crash. They had tons of high spots. But I didn't expect that finish. Did you? The uh, what do you mean? I I thought the super click was going to go over because technically well, they, Adam Cole being part of this, he just got here. Like, yeah. So I thought maybe for sure. I think the Bucks and the Adam Cole thing is sort of a work in progress. I think Bucks are being reformatted right now. They're, yeah. cha- they're changing from what they were uh, into something else. Yeah, they're great as heels. I mean, yeah. they, they, you know, just their wardrobe alone gets a, a lot of heat. Yeah. But I. Does Adam Cole start to break away and start working single matches, or are they going to stay as this, the super click? I don't know. I mean, eventually, right? I feel like every singles match Adam Cole has had, he's only had a couple. They've been great. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. But he's always he's the leader of the group. Or this one, he's he's an equal part of the group. So it's going to be interesting to see what direction they go with that. But yeah, I was surprised. I did like the finish of just like time for me to you know 
learn my killer instinct and the veterans like i'll i'll do this let me take it out and yeah so i i was completely cool with that finish i was just surprised that i thought maybe it would have been the other way around especially when they did the uh the knee gimmick with the tax to yeah. luchasaurus i thought that was it i thought they were done but they but they swerved it yeah that's tony khan doing his job that's yeah if you're and, not expecting it then that's good and it sounds like he's the one that's booking it like i read somewhere that he's not you know everybody still has you know, input, especially the EVPs as they call them, which is right. the Bucks and Omega and, and Cody. But I feel like he said he's kind of taken it fully over. I think he learned wrestling promoting now. He's done it now yeah. for a couple of years. Yes. He learned it. Man, so it's going to be. We can't forget the guy's a genius. Yeah. I mean, he does He does do his thing. As long as it doesn't, as long as he doesn't Eric Bischoff it, we'll be fine. I think he's doing a great job yeah. so far. Well, I, I shouldn't say Eric Bischoff it because obviously Eric Bischoff did a lot of great things for the business, but. He had a lot of people get into his ear and, you know, kind of, you know, I'm sure he would admit those mistakes. I don't feel like he hotshot stuff, even the stuff that he hotshots. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I, I agree. Fe- everything, things feel earned. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with that. Uh, next up, we're speaking of earned, because some people were acting like it's not earned. You got Cody Rhodes and that bastard Pac uh, going over on Malachi Block and Andrade, El Idoli, Idolo. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Cody, how was that? This is the big question. How was, did he get heel heat? Uh, I think the, the boos in house were significantly louder than I heard on the replay there. Really? He was, he was very much getting booed by the whole place. Wow. He was not getting any cheers. And I remember when he did that promo and he said, I'm not turning heel. And then that, even that got a, a round of boos. But so, wh- what happened with him? Like, how did this happen? Okay. So there's two, there's two schools of thought here. Is, did, the crowd really turn on him or is this an angle or is he, I guess the third one is he turning this into an angle because the crowd hates him now. I think number one, I think um, I knew right when you brought it up, he was doing that thing for a while where he had these huge entourages and nobody was digging that. Yeah. You, you called it out. Other people called it out. And I think that left a bad taste in people's mouth. He had a couple of bad matches um, that just, I don't know. They felt, I don't know what it was, but I don't know if this was on purpose, or if this is some sort of long-term storyline to turn him heel, you know? Yeah. I, I hope that that's the case because I think they're telling a great story now. Now, here's a guy who is the son of a legend. Was 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 Dusty ever heel? Yeah, Dusty was heel. Dusty was heel. Mm-hmm. So he's the son of a legend. He's got a legacy. He's been there since the beginning. Um, he swore never to, never to have a match for the AEW title again. Where, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and turning heel would perfectly that would be the pivot. I have screw you. I'm I want the shot at the belt exactly. and now, and so, then it, I went back on my word. Has this been a setup from the start? I don't know. It definitely things are feeling things are feeling something. And I think if he if he evolves into this character, which I see just the ultimate heel who thinks he's a good guy, yeah, that's interesting. It could really work, yeah. you know, because I, I saw a tweet. And you're going to see it, and then you're going to like, and, and it's exactly what you just said. He's like, we got a match with a bastard, a Dutch Satan worshiper, a Mexican death mask, and Cody Rhodes was referred to as Homelander. Yeah. <laughs> he came out at looking like Homelander. And yeah. what is how big of a heel is Homelander on the boys? The biggest, yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's just like Cody Rhodes actually has that same vibe. He's like, I'm not the bad guy. You guys are the bad guys. Yeah. And that could be the ultimate heel move. And very pivot, very easy pivot to you people. 
Well, think about, right, all the EVPs now have had their heel run. So maybe right. eventually people rebel against the office and they know that these guys are in the office, so to speak. So, yeah. you know, and Kenny's heel, the Bucks turn heel. He's the last EVP tap, turning him heel. Reality show probably didn't help. Yeah. Have you watched it? I've watched it. It's, I've watched a couple. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's it's a reality show. Yeah. It's got that it's got that structure. It's got you you kind of know what you're getting. Right. It's just got the wrestling spin on it, you know. If you want to see behind the curtain, if if that's your vibe. If that's the thing you're into. If that's what you're into. Yeah. But like uh you know, it, it's look, it's fine. It's great. It's a little it's kind of, it's mindless entertainment. I don't say that in an insulting way. Yeah. No, you can just let it run in the back and yeah. now like, "Oh, rewind that. I got to see what happened." Yeah. Uh but it was interesting that Pac took the uh Pac actually was the one that got the pen. Yeah. He went over, right? So, and he went over on Andrade. So, I think they still have a lot of plans for uh Malachi Black, House of Black. Mm-hmm. You know, he's that, way over. Yeah, he's and I think they're going to make some kind of stable, which yeah. makes sense because that's because think about this. All right, when you go back to it used to be WWE when they were WWF, they only had the world title, the intercontinental title, and then the tag belts, and that's all they had. And actually, yeah. NWA, WCW, those were the guys yeah. that had more belts. They had the world belt, they had the TV belt, they had the US belt, they had the tag belts, and then they had US tag belts, mm-hmm. and then they had six man belts. Yeah, you know, and this was when they were competing. So there is a way, but WWE managed to survive with only having a limited amount of belts. Yeah. I still think a trios belt would be fine here, but I still think these guys are all interesting characters where like the, you know, the match we'll be talking about is with Punk versus Eddie. It's personal issues, pal. And that's enough to get you over. And as a performer, you're not going to care. You just want the TV time and you're going to go out there. Look, I want... Have that camera pointing at me for 20 minutes and I'm going to steal the show, whether yeah. I have a belt or not. Yeah. To the point where it's just like, if I want to have the belt, eventually you're going to have no choice but to give me that belt because I'm going to get over. And that's similar to what kind of what MJF is doing right now. Right. He's going to get that belt because you're going to, he's going to leave you no choice. That's a, it's, so in a way, even though it's not quote unquote an athletic competition, you're still competing for spots mm-hmm. by trying to get yourself over to the point where you're like, we have no choice but to give you that belt. Right. Like with Adam Page. Right. You had no choice. You know, the, the people would have literally that would have that would have killed the entire pay-per-view. Yeah. If he didn't get that belt that night, the way they said and. Don't make no mistake. That was probably never in danger of happening. Yeah. <laughs> they set it up perfectly for What happens that. to Kenny? Well, I guess we're not going to get there yet. But. Yeah. But yeah, we'll, we'll get there. But yeah. But anyway, it was a lot, a lot, a lot of, a lot of seeds for uh heel heat for uh, Cody Rhodes there. There was that instance where Pac was trying to tag out and Cody was sort of like injured and off, off the uh, turnbuckle there. Yeah. I, I can, I'm totally okay with him being like a Homelander type diva. Yeah, you know, and that gets him. I, I, I'd like to see it, and I think that'll, that'll give him more steam. But I, I think he knows it too, and he's just letting it. He's letting it simmer. Long term storytelling, man. Yeah, they, do it, they do it great. They do AW. it really I'm sorry, like, well. I can't. I want. I can't be impartial anymore. No, no, I can't be impartial <laughs> anymore. AEW is giving us great pro wrestling. They have. They they truly have. And I'm sorry, you know, I know there's the people. I, we love all pro wrestling here, but make no mistake that AEW is the number one wrestling promotion in the world right now for, yeah, for 100%. entertainment. 100%. Yeah, for entertainment. And it has nothing to do with the talent in WWE. And I think that's where people get confused. You know, it's just like, I'm sorry for Roman Reigns is great and it's over right now and, he, and he's actually working, but the. 
they're making AEW is making you care about every match, not just one match. Yeah. And that's the difference. At no point did this pay-per-view feel long. No. It just did it did not nothing. No, no time was wasted. Even the weakest match, well, I'll bring up which one I thought it was, but um the entire show is just it keeps it keeps your attention. Yeah. And 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 you it felt like a pay-per-view and you're yeah. like, I'm cool that I spent you know, 50 bucks and you spent more than that. You're willing to fly there and do that. And you felt like you got your money's worth. Oh, absolutely. There's just an excitement that this is a huge event. Every yeah. pay-per-view they've done lately feels like a, like the Super Bowl. Man. Yeah. They just, they just hit the, hit the gas after, after COVID and started filling out. Cause I remember this time when we went to the show here live before, I mean, it was exciting, but I mean, I feel like now the place would like be, it would double. Oh, yeah. That's just as far as, like, the buzz in the air. Oh, yeah. Uh, next match was uh, DMD, Dr. Britt Baker, uh, going over on Ty Conti uh, yeah. pinfall. Again, everybody's great. I love Ty Conti, and this was a great match, and obviously Britt's over. I'm sure she got her pop there. My only complaint is it's just, like, they were trying their best, but it it was never in danger that I thought Ty Conti was going to go over, even though she's a shooter and she's great. She's great to look at. She can work. She's a, she's another judo expert. I mean, she's got like, I'm not saying on par with Ronda Rousey, but she's got that same training. Yeah. She's, she's great, but I just didn't feel like there, there was a chance that she was going to win. I agree. Um, Ty Conti came out looking like a superstar. Yeah. And her, she did her, entrance is just was great she had the war paint going on she had the, the the braids looked awesome and you know she's a shooter and you know she's a great talent whatever um but yeah at no point did you feel she was gonna win yeah and i and i, and I don't know what that how necessarily that needs to I fix that she does she earned this spot she deserved this spot she's she could be one of their top talents she is one of their top female talents she gives that division some that weight that it needs, but yeah. I just didn't feel like, and, and does that mean because Ty is not over enough or is just Brit that over? That's the question. I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I think that they're having a hard time right now, building up a legitimate threat for Brit other than Thunder Rosa. Yeah. And they're keeping Thunder Rosa and not even Jade Cargill is in the mix here. I'm no, no, not sure. no. I'm not sure why that's the case. No, that's why, that's why I mentioned yeah. earlier is like, I feel like Brit's maybe a little too protected. I feel like, we don't know exactly. We don't. There's. We're so used to who she is now that there's no surprise. Yeah. You know. We we and and I love it. She's great. But I don't know how you pull her in now into another story that makes sense, where she feels like where not only does she feel like she could lose, but I mean, just Brit feeling like a legitimate threat to other people. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No. I I agree. I totally agree. It just does. It just feels like it's. They just got her so over, and nobody else is there in, in either direction. And Ty Conti's awesome. Oh yeah, she's great. I love watching her. I love watching her matches. Yeah, but I just again, it's just like when Thunder Rosa eventually faces Britt Baker, and it already started, right? They had that six man, and right. you had the dueling chance. It's already yeah. started, and you know when she comes out, now Britt Baker is in legitimate danger of losing the belt. I gotta be honest. I think that I mentioned this earlier. I feel like. Thunder Rosa taking the belt from Brit eventually might not be a great idea. Just I, I don't know who if it complete if it benefits uh, AEW as much as Thunder Rosa having the TBS belt for a while. 
Well, yeah, I think Brett needs to. I think I I think Thunder Rosa needs to get it eventually. But I do agree with you on when is the right time to pull that trigger. Do you want Britt Baker to have? Think of the honky tonk man. I just like everybody still talks about his long reign. Yeah. You know, does Britt need to have a really long reign? Yeah. You know, and and that's why maybe that's why he's. Thunder Rosa is not getting thrown right into the mix because she's going to be the first legitimate, like, oh man, it's really going to be hard to decide who picks. Where now, Britt, you know, Britt has, is going to go over, yeah. but I don't know. I, I'd like to see someone feel a little bit more dangerous. Like, is Britt going to lose? But how, how do you do that? She's just so over. Yeah. She's just so over. And it's not that, it's not that there's, um, it has nothing to do with other folks is, um, uh, there's just not another character who is over her as over as her. No, and seems like a threat. No, there's I, plenty other of than, other 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 you know imposing challengers. Yeah, no, they're all there. But like they said, Thunder Rosa is really the only one that could stand toe to toe as being as over and be like, oh man, this crowd is going to be fifty fifty. It's going to the fault the false finishes are going to feel real because that's what's going to be most important. Just like if you feel it. And it feels real. That's when you're. That's when you're invested. And another thing that I think was lacking in this. This was probably my like, my least favorite match. There was nothing wrong with it. No. I just think there was nothing great going on there, and there was just not a whole lot of, not a whole lot popping. Like we knew who was going to win. There was no. They've been doing this stuff for weeks now with, um, uh, Anna Jay and Ty Conti, and they haven't you know back and forth. They were like a duo. Yeah. And you know uh Jamie Hayter and Rebel are gonna interfere. So why is Ty Conti not out there, you know, helping out? Wait, with why doesn't she have her crew? I'm, uh, yeah, why isn't the NJ out there? Yeah, I agree. It didn't make sense. I thought that would have added another dimension to that match. It may have, and yeah. We could have had some of that going on. And just add some And as as much as I love Ty Conti as a singles uh competitor, I think she looks awesome. I think she'd be great eventually. They've been doing this whole thing with them as a team, so why why all of a sudden they're not? Well, I, I think WWE dropped the ball on the on the female tag team belts, but I would be okay with female tag. I kn- I know we're saying not too many belts, but a female set of tag belts just makes sense, and I, yeah, think, I think they have enough talent here to do it. I WWE it, had enough talent, but they just screwed it up. But yeah. I don't think Tony Khan would screw it up. And then you know you you give. Uh, you know, you get some skin in the game for some of these other matches. I think so. Right. And I think that would, uh, because there's just so much weight on this women's belt because it's the only women's belt and there's tons of women that are, look, Ty Conti could have the belt, you know, but just like you can't have the belt over Britt Baker. But if she had that other belt that built her up for a little bit longer, then maybe, maybe she could. Yeah. I think they're doing a good job with the um, Hikaru Shida Serena Deeb story right now. Yeah, that works. That's going really well. That's doing good. Personal issues. Personal issues, yeah. There it is. So they need a little little more of that. Of that in there. Yeah. And speaking of personal issues, that brings us to our next match, which uh this I told you the the CM Punk Eddie Kingston promo. My son had been uh, you know, with school, he'd been a little bit behind. So he's like, Yeah, I think I'm gonna watch the pay-per-view. I was like, Hey, check out this promo. And he watched that promo and he just kept looking at me like and then, of course, then he sat there and watched the whole thing because he was ready because it just felt real. Yeah. It felt, again, we've said it here time and time again. If it feels real, you're in. Yeah. And you were totally invested. And just it came off as personal to the point where CM Punk, very generous performer as well, he risked giving himself some heat even though he was white hot. 
Yeah. Like saying, you're a bum. He's you're, called, a, you're a bum. He called him a bum. Yeah. And he's just like, and then he's like, what are you talking about? I was like, would a bum main event, a pay-per-view, would a bum? And it's just like, oh, man, this is starting to feel a little bit uncomfortable. And then when Eddie came back with, nobody wants you here, nobody wanted you here. Yeah. And again, also, all this just like, they're, they're touching a little bit of truths in yeah. there. That are just like. Well, I was going to ask you, how does this, like. Just how does this work? Okay, like uh, pulling the curtain back a little bit, right? Do folks, you know, behind the scenes, do they, do they, to some, to to some degree, do they, do they come up with this backstage and say say to each other, like, because this is it's a it was a shoot storyline, it was a shoot angle. Do do they discuss it ahead of time? Sometimes, yeah, and then you got Vince who eggs people on, but you also have. Hey, what's off limits versus what can I go with? And then you still have those. And some guys will use that. It's just like, hey, what's off limits? Okay, don't say this. Okay, now I know what to say. And I'm going to go out and say, right? You have the uh, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. That was the ultimate heat, you know, with his sunny days comment. It's just like, yeah. okay, that was clearly off limits, but he didn't do it. It's just like, are you what's off limits in here? It's just like, well, you know, you've been in the business for 15 years and it took you that long and you almost lost your house. And, yeah. and it's just because you were fat right? <laughs> and you didn't work hard enough because Brian set up for this, right? Cause he was saying that said the same thing. He said the same thing. So like, wow. And then when they start name dropping all the ring of honor guys, right. And he's like, Hey, yeah, but they thought that too, you know, these mm-hmm. are your heroes and they thought you weren't living up to your potential. It's just like, Oh man. Then, yeah. And then even when he's just like, fight me, fight me, yeah. fight me in his face. And then when he touched his chest and he's like, Ooh, like, yeah. and it felt like an awkward, like, Oh shit. Don't and touch it's, him. It's great. It's, it's so great because you know, you, you it, ele- it elevates Eddie yeah. huge elevation, but also it, Broke Punk out of that shell that he was in. Yeah. We're just happy to be here. Yeah, no, it's you know over. What I mean? It broke that. And we got a real, we got a real story angle, storyline angle for, for Punk. And it, they did it in 10 minutes. Yeah, They quickly. booked this angle in 10 minutes. Yeah. That's it. Two weeks, be- a week before the paper. Right. This is something, it's, it's crazy because WWE attempts this all the time. Okay. We don't want to compare, but like. They were able to create this angle, one of the one of the most anticipated matches of the whole show, in one segment, right. a week before the show. It's crazy, isn't it? Amazing. And WWE used to have to do this well in advance, and then they stopped doing that. But the difference was they stopped doing that, but they didn't give you a reason to care, even when they booked something at the last second. Yeah, I was totally invested in this. I was always a big. Eddie Kingston fan, and now he's my favorite wrestler. Right. Now he's my favorite. And even the way they started that match felt like a shoot where he hit him with the spinning back fist finish yeah. right out of the gate. See, I, rea- I realized earlier I said Rocky for a, the Brian match. I meant Rocky for this match. That's what I was thinking. Oh, okay. See, okay, you remember in Rocky that the first spot Rocky comes out and hits uh, Apollo Creed immediately and drops him. Yeah. Like it, right at the beginning of the first round. Oh, yeah. So it's like, yeah, he You're came right. out with a spinning back fist and got him. Stiff, um, too. Yeah. Stiff. And yeah. I was just like, oh, wow. To the point where I, I think I looked down for a second. I was like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. It's just like, how did that happen? But, dude, that's Punk. That's Punk knows, and, and he knows Eddie has the talent. And Punk learned, you know, not only from WWE days, but he learned from his UFC days how to sell a fight. Yeah. And that promo sold a fight and then he gave us a fight and then yeah. he got color yeah and then it was just like and and oh man it was great even that uh they did a short segment uh on dynamite before the before the oh maybe it was rampage and they were just in the parking garage 
Mm. And they were just holding them back quick. One minute, yeah, just one minute it. drop. Yeah. And that was a huge boost. Like what gr- great television that they're making. I, I can- just, I just admire how they were just can do that with just one shot, one minute of time and build the story. Off oh of my God, dude. Can you imagine the story of like that Eddie is building right now? Now he doesn't have a strong enough heel in that has the, uh, because Sammy's not a heel, but can you imagine the the grind and then how it's going to feel when if Eddie was to make a run for a belt and then he beat the belt as an underground under underdog? Like, look, I'm the fat guy that was not even supposed to be here. I got all this. Can I don't know. I don't think he can do that with the with the world title yet. But man, it would be it would have that rocky feeling with if he did that with the uh, TNT title. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think that would be great and a great elevation of the TBS belt. He'd be like the people's champ. Yeah, except Sammy, I love Sammy. I don't. I feel like they're they're pushing him, but I thought I think it might have been a little early because he's he's over on YouTube. He's over with the crowd. He's not over on TV yet. Yeah, you know. And uh, now Eddie is becoming. Eddie Kingston, like he's just, he's just what he is. He's he, the Mad King from Yonkers. That's what I am. Fucking Fight Cor- me. And Cornette just like always cuts on him. Is like his upper body. I mean, come on. I know. But like he's just, he's every guy. Yeah. You know. No. Anyway. And then that article that came out the day before the pay per view really put him over. Oh huge. yeah, about the mental, his mental battles with mental. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. He's he can get over, and he would elevate that. Belt I think if he, he had the t- a run with the TBS belt, that would be. Great. Yeah, I mean, just the journey to get there is going to be compelling TV. So, so what's next for him? I feel like he's going to have to start winning matches. He just lost to Miro, Daniel Bryan, and CM Punk. Yeah. So, uh, no, I think he. I think now you go back to Rocky Three, and he goes back to Yonkers and gets the Eye of the Tiger back, and then he can start winning again. How about like? Um, I just had to double back here because I forgot to talk about this. CM Punk getting booed, and then leaning into it. Yeah, well, that's why I told you. I I feel like. That was he was a very generous performer that yeah. he put his overness on the line to get Eddie over. Yeah. I mean, that was so, so generous. To the point where when I first saw Punk's tweet that said, Tonight is for Eddie, I was like, Man, he's really going all in that he's like, I'm finally gonna get this guy over that should be over. Forgetting yeah. that he was talking about Eddie Guerrero, <laughs> <laughs> that he was actually talking about Eddie Kingston. But yeah. no, leaning into it, generous performer. You know, hats off to Punk that he he realized that I I can help elevate Eddie and and he risked his being over to get it. Yeah, because sh- he was not going to be again the same thing. What I was saying with Brian, man these these AEW established guys they're now they're toe to toe with these guys that came over Uber over. Yeah, you know because there was dueling chance. Uh huh. You know, and and Eddie saying nobody wants you here probably was a little bit of a shoot. Yep. You know, so that worked. So I was, I was, this was the match I was looking forward to the most. Yeah. Just I, because of that promo. <laughs> yeah. The promo, just, just great how they booked this so fast and it, it just worked great. I just didn't know the best way to try to keep Eddie over. I wish there was a way that they somehow could have stone cold Steve Austin versus Bret Hart this, this finish, you know, I, but I don't, I, I don't know how it could have, you know, that's armchair, you know, booking, but when, when, Stone Cold was a heel at WrestleMania and Brett turned, went too far and he turned heel and got Stone Cold over as the baby face. Yeah. Like, I feel like if there was a way they could have done that, yeah. but maybe they still can. I don't know, but 
I, I'm a huge, I want Eddie. I think Eddie having, Eddie's somebody that is over enough and a belt is just going to elevate him even more. Yeah. So I hope they do it, but yeah, good, good match. So, um, we had next the inner circle or as Jim Cornette likes to call them, the dinner circle. He calls them the dinner circle. He calls them dinner circle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that's just a shot of Jericho, not the whole team, but I guess anyway, the uh, inner here. circle I'm versus, um, it. So you had the men of the year, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, and the American top team, ATT, Junior Dos Santos, Andre Olosky, and fat face dipshit, Dan Lambert. Which yeah, yeah, adds, yeah, 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 yeah. Big fan of that nickname, and it loves the heat. That's got the weasel type heat. He can get those weasel chants going, like yeah. he, if he was Bobby the Brain Heenan. Yeah. But I dug it. It was a Minneapolis street fight. Minneapolis street fight. Minneapolis street fight. It spilled out right in front of you. Yeah, it spilled out right in front. I'm going to put that video up on our uh, YouTube page so you can see how close it got. I don't know if that made that on the show, but yeah, I was was yeah feet feet away from me. Yeah, I looked really close, but it was a good match. I mean, it was it's look it's exactly what you expected. I knew the uh, the UFC guys. You know, Brock Lesnar is a rare athlete because these guys know how to like legitimately fight, but it's not everybody that's Brock Lesnar or Kurt Angle that can come in here and all of a sudden do sports entertainment just because they know how to legitimately break your arm. Yeah. But they did pretty good. I mean, they were covered. It was in a, and it was a five man. Yeah. Probably the only, you know, small complaint, like you said, is, you know, Sammy is the TNT champion and the belt kind of got buried in this because he's part of the dinner circle. Uh Uh-huh. But you're uh, going to keep calling him the dinner circle. Yeah, now. that's it, man. That's it. There's no stopping it now. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I mean, I, I really dug it. I, I, I'm a huge fan of Dan Lambert on the mic. He's so good on the mic. I don't even know where this guy came from. Yeah, he came out in the uh, sweatsuit and all that with the headband. Oh, yeah. And uh, we tweeted that out. He had the same suit as Huskus. The Bray Wyatt puppet, <laughs> oh, Husk- yeah. Huskus the pig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is that? Is that foretelling that who's is the cult of Wyndham coming to AEW? I don't know. Tony Khan says he knows nothing about it. So yeah, and you know, there's all the talk of you know Wyndham going to Hollywood first. So yeah, he's already in production in the movie. Apparently, the yeah, guy, the guy that was made the Fiend mask, and it's also the guy that I showed you. He was making the uh, Friday the Thirteenth masks. <laughs> oh God, really. <laughs> I didn't know that. Shout out to LaCroix. Mm. <laughs> Got that pop. Yeah. Uh, he was making Friday the 13th COVID masks, and it looked like a hockey mask. Oh, that's awesome. I, yeah. need, I need 10 of those. I'll wear them even though COVID is over, right? Is that over? I think it's over. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. But good match. I mean, and the right guys won. I looked for a second there. I thought Jericho was going to do the honors and put... Shout out to Ring, our our new sponsor, Ring Doorbell. <laughs> Ring Doorbell, you're always home with Ring. <laughs> but shout, I legitimately fell for two false finishes because Dan Lambert's like, not only are we going to beat you, but I'm going to pin you. And he put him in the walls of Jericho, and he went for the pin. I was like, shit, Jericho's going to put this guy over. Yeah. Did you fall for it? Did the crowd fall for it? I don't think so. I, I just It was just like, this was just good fun. It was a brawl. I mean, the Dan Lambert stuff is over the top. They had all the uh, all the miscellaneous Minneapolis inventions as weapons. That was great. There's a bun- what was it? A bunt cake the, pan and yeah, a toaster. The, I had no idea for any of this. Water ski. Yes, that was the best product placement since ECW used the Shawala for the <laughs> late night TV for the Shawala to get those cobwebs in your corner and to have Tommy Dreamer hit you in the balls. Shawala. <laughs> But yeah, no, I guess it was, for lack of a better term, it was somewhat of the, 
And everything, every match was a main event on here, so you don't want to call it the, like you said, it was the buffer match, because CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston came off as almost like a shoot fight. Yeah. You know, and some time has passed since we talked about this last. Jim Cornette put that over huge. He loved it. He loved the promo, and he loved the match. Yeah. So I, I, it felt like pro wrestling. And he's like, the same thing you said. It, they immediately got a match to mean something with one promo. Right. With one promo immediately with heart. So That's personal issues, pal. Yeah, personal issues, pal. But yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of, I just, I don't know if the heat, they got to find a way to get that Dan Lambert heat on his guys. Yeah. And the only one it seems to be working for is for Paige Van Zant. The heat is definitely staying on her. Like she was getting like mad booze, mm-hmm. you know. And it, and I think Jericho all of a sudden slipped into like late '90s Jericho, and then all of a sudden he pretty much had the same rapport with Paige Van Zant that he had with Stephanie McMahon, mm-hmm. and that worked. So the heat did slip to her. So she can easily come in and beef up that female division and have like it probably would turn Britt Baker heel because Britt would be completely you know, the baby face in that battle. Yeah. But I just don't know if it's changed, if it's moved to any of the guys yet. If the heat is still on well, Dan Lambert. Do you think they're going to stick around? Is this, I mean, I feel like these, these UFC type matchups generally build to a blow off match and then that's it. Yeah. I can't tell. I mean, cause I'm like the, well, the men of the year are definitely sticking around, but I can't yeah. tell if the junior Dos Santos and Andre, cause they really didn't put over that, how big these guys are. I mean, Andre, a lot he's huge, you know, he has, I think, like, the most knockouts in UFC. And Junior Dos Santos legit has a shoot win over Brock Lesnar. Oh, really? I mean, these are, like, two big names. Yeah. So, I don't know if they – maybe this is going to be the – but I think they need to keep Dan Lambert, and he needs to, like, build a stable. Well, he was having a blast out there. I think he would love to stick around. But Yeah. Uh, but here's the irony. is just, like, Ethan Page is doing some really good work on the mic now. Yeah. And I was just like, well, okay, maybe this guy can talk – but you need a mouthpiece when you're not good on the mic. Yeah. So, I mean, that was the whole thing, right? It's just Paul Heyman worked because Brock Lesnar's not really that good on the mic. Sure, but if, let's say, um, UFC guys go back to UFC, is Dan Lambert going to stick around with um, with the men of the year? I think he could. I think he should. I mean, yeah, he's definitely one of my favorite managers. That seems like a, sure. that could be the trajectory there because, um, you know, they needed the UFC guys to sort of put him over. Yeah. And now he's over as a manager. So. Yeah, and it, t- and it, and it worked. So. But, yeah, good – Good street fight that you got to experience in the Minneapolis. Yeah, nice. Uh, the, the 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 Prince weapon, the Prince oh, weapon. Oh yeah, got a big pop. that got a big pop, right? The Prince symbol. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it was good. It was good. Good match. Leading up to our main event, the long two years in the making, the ascension of cowboy shit, where yeah. Hangman Adam Page went over on Kenny Omega. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it was anyone was surprised by this even though earlier in the night you may have felt a little swerved because you're like miro miro law so are you gonna get into a baby face versus baby face situation with brian versus yeah. adam page but man adam page it's his time he's homegrown i think people would have been i think people would have been upset even though you know i've heard a different take you know talk on busted open radio about his hometown is norfolk virginia and should they have waited to, you know, the dynamite, which is tonight as of this taping, should they have waited for to put him over there? But I think it's just as good if he comes out with the belt as his basically his the the prodigal son returns with yeah. the belt. No, I I think that uh, pay per view is the way to go. AEW pay per views are so special. There's only four a year. 
Um, every one of them thus far has been just a memorable thing, the kind of the kind of stuff you want to buy the DVD for. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, put Adam Page at the full year 2021 DVD cover. And I think you got it. Yeah, I think that's that's. It was hot. awesome. I mean, definitely the biggest pop of the night. The, the crowd was into it. They knew what's coming. I think um, everybody in the building knew that they were seeing something special because AEW has set their you know belt changes to mean something. Yeah, There's, no, they totally. It, it mean means something. a big thing. And like I said this before on the record that recording I blew earlier, when uh, when when Hangman went over. His music came on, and Dark Order came out, and they were having the whole interplay at the end. It felt like the end of a video game, like you had finished Contra, oh, yes. and you were hearing the music, <laughs> and you were seeing just you know them in different, in different still slides, but you're just getting the wrap up of the story. <laughs> and Hangman's music kind of feels like that too, you know. I, yeah, I want to hear that on a on your uh, Casio SK one sample of digital <laughs> keyboard of just yeah. hear that you know the MIDI of cowboy shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, and you know what? I, I don't want to make any light hats off to Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega to me was not floundering, but he wasn't living up fully to his potential until he turned heel until he came out as the cleaner with the broom and the over the top intros. And then he became the belt collector and then he was going over an impact and he was going in AAA, And then he got that carny piece of shit, Don Callis with him. And then he got the, bucks with him and then he became and i was like wow he really and then he shaved this the stupid looking beard you know there's so much heel stuff yeah but not the traditional heel stuff like i'm gonna be tough looking and beat your ass it's just like i'm gonna kind of be clowny and beat your ass yeah and he did because yeah. he's he's one of the best in the he was right up there with aj styles you know main eventing the tokyo dome mm -hmm. so i'm glad and he i think he was great as an AEW champion. Well-deserved and a fantastic run. Absolutely. I, I'm a huge fan. I'm kind of curious where they're going to go. He, he did it all. He just did an amazing run. So where can he go? I heard he's taking some time off now. I think he has Which, to because I, I, I heard a rumor that he's been working with Vertigo. Yeah. So, so he's I, – I mean, and it makes sense for him to sort of take a break. He's, he's just been – he was at the top of the card for a long time now. There's a lot of new people there. There's a lot of different ways to go. Why not step away for a while? And uh, let other storylines develop, pop back in later. I, I mean, look, Adam Page kind of did that. He yeah. took a break and he stepped away and then he got a huge pop when yeah. he came in as the Joker and then got his belt. And I think that's not done enough. Like, you know, we were talking about earlier, it's just like we don't know if there's a automatic rematch clause. Mm -hmm. But maybe this is you go back to the territory days and you just take a take a break. Yeah. You know, take a couple of months off. Yeah. So I'd like to see Kenny take a few months off because when he comes back after a few months off, it's it would be huge. Yeah. It would be huge. And look, he's an EVP. Yeah. Maybe he wants to – wasn't he running – you know, basically, wasn't he the producer of the women's division? I believe that was the case. I don't know that it still is, but – I mean, I think he can still – I mean, maybe it's time to focus a little bit on that and just take a breather because you just did some of the best work in your career. Let it, let it simmer. Yeah. Let it simmer and let those juices soak in. So props to it. But it's time for Adam Page. And what do you think comes next for Adam Page? He's got the belt. He's going to be showing up in Norfolk, Virginia, WCW, NWA territory. He's going to get a huge pop. It's his, in his hometown. Yeah. Does he face Brian right away? Or does he face somebody else? We talked about, I'd like to see Brian maybe 
get one more distraction before he starts making a, a shot at the title. Yeah, well, I mean, he's the number one contender. Doesn't he get the next shot? He does get the next shot. But I, but I bet if, that won't be till the next pay-per-view. Yeah, but what if somebody distracts him, and what if Miro comes out and wants a rematch, or what if somebody said, you haven't faced me yet, and he puts up his number one contendership, and he gets a little bit distracted before he gets right into the championship mix? Because they're going to have to make a big choice. Yeah. They're going to have to make a choice because Daniel Brian, uh, Brian Danielson is undefeated. Yeah. And Adam Page can't lose right now. Yeah. So you're So I think we're going to see some uh, interesting storytelling coming up, you know. They're going to have to figure out how to navigate this world, which it it's making wrestling interesting because we don't have obvious heels. I could see Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, yes, <laughs> leaning into being a little bit more of a heel. I'm the experienced guy. I'm here. I'm undefeated, you know. Um just I, I guess I don't know how you how you would stall the actual match from happening. I guess you could have some stipulations, but I don't know. I, I think in a short program where it's just babyface versus babyface, maybe Brian could sort of lean into the heelish persona. And look, I think they kind of did. And I don't know if it happened on purpose or not, but they kind of same punk. Also punk got some heat. You know, for going against, there was Eddie Kingston chant, and I think... Ah, uh, yeah. It was, Brian, it was beautiful. I loved it. Yeah. And he was looking at the crowd. The crowd was booing him, and he looked at them, and he got it, and he leaned into it. Yeah, he, he you're did. booing this? You're booing this? I'll do some more. Yeah. I'll do it some more. Yeah, he was he was all about the reaction. And, yeah. and Brian got some heat, too, because he's the one that started, Colin. This whole thing with Punk started after Brian beat Eddie. Yeah. And then sort of started, but he also did a, somewhat of the same thing. He's like, "Oh, you're 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 working kind of weak, yeah. you know, a little bit ironic for fans of that AE. Uh, sorry, not the AEW. The fans of the Miz shoot interview on Talking Smack that time. It had a very similar vibe to that. Yeah, that except except this time Brian was a little bit of heels. Like, ah, you're you're not really living up to your potential. You're not really working that hard. He's mm -hmm. like, bro, I lived in my fucking car. You're telling yeah. me I didn't work hard? Mm -hmm. He's like, eh, it's still not hard enough. And to me, it's just like that can come off as very condescending, and people were picking up on that. Yeah. I think the AEW guys are holding their grounds and staying. I think Punk and Brian are coming down to earth a little bit, like we knew they would. Yeah. And they're not the automatic going to be uber over. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think they're going to have to get worked into a storyline. Yeah, it's time. a part of something. It's time for both of them. I mean, Paul, well, Punk just did it. I think it's going to be time for Brian to kind of go in there. Because he's just going in there and just having these smash mouth, you know, hardcore, you know, tight, tight matches. Tight yeah. like a tiger. Yeah. So I think it's time for some angles to for me to start caring about when he's in these fights. Because now it's just like he's somewhat of a spectacle. He's coming in there and it's just like getting his chest beat red yeah i think i think daniel bryan could lean into being a heel i think it would be an interesting way to go because he doesn't have to play an obvious heel no he can just be arrogant and good and you know actually you know he is one of the top wrestlers in the world and, and he's definitely the top of AEW right now he can really hurt people you know kick oh, yeah. strikes he's got a match well uh, i guess tonight on dynamite with evil luna i was curious oh wait is that even no hangman 
Who has a match with Evil Uno? I think, no, I think you're right. I think Brian is. Oh, Brian has a match with Evil Uno. Yeah, I want to see that. Who's buddies with Hangman Page. So I'm like, okay, so we're getting into the storyline here. Yeah, maybe maybe he's going to have to go through some of the Dark Order stuff. But you're, dude, when when Brian was not the, I'm not the world champion. I'm the world's champion, meaning I'm the champion protecting this world from you. Yeah. Non-green, non-recycling, non-pro-GMO people. Yeah. He was a great heel when he did that. Yeah, but he could do. Do something like that in AEW, but not go as over-the-top silly with it. You yeah, know what I mean? and because I just have a feeling, as of right now, if you're Adam Page versus Brian Danielson, I think Adam Page gets more cheers. Yeah. I think he does. I agree. And he's definitely going to get more cheers in his hometown. Yeah. And he just got the belt, and he's the one that everybody wanted to have the belt. He's the first champion of AEW that was not a former WWE champion or a former... IWGP headlining the Tokyo. He was as close as you can get to homegrown talent. Yeah, I mean, that's their guy. And that being the case, though, you need him. You want to get the biggest, uh, you, you want to get the most juice you can out of these superstars you got now. So having uh, Daniel Bryan in a program with your champ right now is, is good. Yeah. You know, it's just how, can you stretch it out storytelling wise? Can you make this last to the next pay-per-view? Or are they going to have a match somewhere along the way and then a rematch at the pay-per-view? You know, how is this going to go? You know, and it's interesting compared because a lot of people have made the comparison of cowboy shit to Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, and then when Stone Cold finally got that belt from Shawn Michaels and the next night they're like, what do you do? And then you're like, oh, they're going to do something with Vince McMahon who's finally turning heel. And they're just like, and then they went, no, we're working him tonight. And they just went right into it. And that worked out well. We yeah. got the attitude error out of that. Yeah. So maybe you're right. Maybe they're going to go right into Brian and just like, well, let's see what happens. They might they might boo you, and that's okay, and you have to lean into it. So maybe they're not going to milk it. You think he'd have any problem working heel? I feel like he might. Does Is that generally a problem for guys? No, no, not at all. I mean, yeah. usually people prefer being heels, you know, truth be told. I mean, it's the opposite of the show heels where the brother wants to be a baby face so yeah. bad but usually people want to lean into yeah you know that almost like your inhibitions that you get to just let them loose and not worry about ramifications yeah so that's so. i mean i feel okay just now uh doubling back here i think hangman right now is in an interesting spot because he's the first homegrown aw champ yeah right he's the first og guy that they elevated and they gave the belt to now is he is is he gonna have enough notoriety to, to keep people's attention? Is this gonna draw people? Will his popularity grow now? Will people, more people know him? It's it, it's all gonna depend on what they do tonight. So hats off to Tony Khan. He picked. I think he made the right call on letting him go over on the pay per view, and now he's gonna come on TV and get a monster pop. So the perception is gonna be this man is the top superstar in this company. Now you got to keep that steam and you got to keep that steam by putting him in dangerous situations where he might lose and he still pulls it off. Yeah. You know, which again, what we were talking about earlier with Britt Baker, I mean, we need to just reiterate and we're huge fans of Ty Conti, but it just didn't feel like Britt was in danger. Yeah. You know, we need to, you need to be put into positions where it's not predictable and you're like, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, so mm-hmm. I think that's where we're going to have to do with Adam Page. So maybe it's the opposite of what I'm saying. Just throw him in the mix with someone and see what happens. Because you got, look, you got people lined up that are eventually going to rise up and want to face that belt. Yeah. You know, and get that, face him to get that belt. Does CM Punk get a run? Or does he even like, he get was, a shot He at? was signaling for it. 
Yeah. He was signaling for the belt. Yeah, so maybe. I don't see why not. I, 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 like, this could be, this is another way you could go. Again, um, I, uh, going back to the TNT belt, what if he just decides he wants that belt? And he goes and challenges Sammy Guevara for that. Oh, wow. And then Punk gets that for a while. I mean, that would really elevate that title. It could very well happen. Or, you know, like Eddie set the, he set the placemat, yep. you know, where I don't know if Joe is still under contract with NXT, but he set the placemat basically for a ring of honor, <laughs> a ring of honor basically click, you know, a, a faction that could be like CM Punk and Brian and just like these guys are like, the superstars that were better than you and you know it type thing. And yeah. now you got Jay Lethal and you can go back and you can lean on that. So if they want to make him a heel right away. And again, I'm going to go back to what I said earlier. What's the merch numbers? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't want to, we don't want to mess with the merch numbers. Cause yeah. there's only a few people like Jericho that'd be like, I'm a heel. Don't sell my t-shirts. Yeah. I don't want to make money. On t-shirts, but he cannot help but sell stuff. This guy, oh Jericho, yeah. Oh so it God. doesn't, it doesn't really. Why, why should he care? Like anything he, anything he does turns into a, a yeah. piece of promo. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I just, uh, he's just do, still doing some of the best work in his career. And it, I'm not counting like ring work. I'm just counting like everything he's in. He's just in the mix and he's keeping himself relevant. Yeah, and he's giving back to the business. That's the most important thing. I mean, you got. The Jericho Cruise is becoming somewhat of its own annual pay-per-view type thing. I'm surprised that they didn't do another AEW special from the Cruise like they yeah. did last year. Because that was honestly, or was it two years ago? It was pre-COVID. That was one of the things that really got my attention were these super shows, you know. And that was right. one of them. Like, oh man, they're actually on the Cruise. I thought that was great. So mm-hmm. Jericho is doing. And do you think Jericho gets another run at the belt? Now he's a babyface. So would he face? Adam Page, because he never went back after the belt after he lost it. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he. I feel like he had his he had his run with the belt. He's the first ever AEW champion. He was a good part of it. I don't know that it's important to him. There's a lot of people that could be going for the belt for yeah, Adam Page, and for sure, there he's Tony Khan has a ripe a ripe garden to yeah. for stuff to flood. I mean, you got Jericho, you got Punk, you got Brian, and that's just counting the people that are obvious. You're not talking about when you know Moxley comes back, or you're not talking about a rematch, or you're not talking about heel Cody as Homelander saying, Screw you, I'm Homelander going back Cody. on my deal and I'm going for the belt. That's now, yeah, that'll be a moment. That's clear as day who the heel is gonna be in that one. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be major numbers, and that's gonna get Adam Page over. I mean, basically now, oh my god, Tony Khan, call us. We just booked it. You want your the boss versus the working man that of Vince McMahon versus Stone Cold. You have that. You have the EVP, Cody Rhodes, taking on the working man, Adam Page. Oh, oh my God. Easy. Cody would get so much heat. Take my money. So much heat. So, but no, great, great job. Great pay-per-view. I'm happy you got to be the boots on the ground for Dose Incredibles and, and represent there. And you Excellent. Got, you got to see that show. You got a Juicy Lucy. Mm-hmm. You got, uh, you should, I don't know, you should have bought a Bunt cake while you're there. I don't know. <laughs> I but, didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> now it's a thing. So, yeah, we're looking forward to uh, the next pay-per-view. But like you said, it's getting really hard to pull our punches and not say that we lean towards AEW as the best pro wrestling company in the world right now. Definitely, man. 